Chapter 1. Fix your long-term follow-up so you always stay top of mind. In the introduction, I said there are just three things you need to do to consistently get great clients. Number 1. Open relationships with new people interested in what you do. Number 2. Stay in touch consistently over time. Number 3. Give them an easy way to do business with you when they're ready. We're going to take these three client-getting tools out of order, and for good reason. Unless you're brand new in business, you've likely got relationships with people who either could become a client or could refer a client that you haven't stayed in touch with. These relationships are an asset to you and your business, but if you're not staying in touch at least monthly, and preferably weekly, you're wasting the asset. So, we're going to start with number two, stay in touch consistently over time. The fortune is in the follow-up. There are two statistics that have always blown my mind when it comes to understanding and predicting when a client will buy. The first is the number of contacts it takes to make a sale. On average, when compared to the number of times the average business touches a potential client, 44% of salespeople give up after one no. 22% give up after two no's. 14% give up after three no's. 12% give up after four no's. 80% of prospects say no four times before they say yes. The second is research done by a company that handles consumer inquiries. They followed up with the people that would inquire about a product or service. What they found was that half of the people who inquire eventually buy the product or service that they inquire about. That's great news, but there's a catch. Only 15% of those who buy do so in the first 90 days after they inquire. Most of the purchases happen after 90 days and could take up to two years, according to the research. In my experience with selling high-ticket services, the long end of the buying cycle might be even longer than two years. But to keep things simple, let's just assume that everyone who's going to buy does so within two years of expressing interest. What all of this research points to is the fact that most of your opportunity for a new business is sitting dormant in the prospects who showed interest more than 90 days ago. So ask yourself, are you staying in touch consistently so you'll be top of mind when they decide to do something? And how many of those prospects who once showed interest in working with you do you think might have already hired a firm or professional like you to help them? without you ever knowing it. If thinking about the missed opportunity and lost revenue makes you a little bit queasy, don't beat yourself up about it. Let's fix it. Why most businesses don't do follow-up. I've often said that if I could fix the follow-up problem in just half of the businesses, we would unleash a wave of wealth unlike any the world has ever seen. So if the opportunity for gain is so great, why aren't more businesses great at follow-up? There are really three reasons. First, follow-up is a lot like work. It takes time. It can be tedious work. It requires some tools and organization, so you know who to follow up with and when. Second, I hear from business owners all the time who tell me they just don't know what to say when they follow up. As a result, they just don't do it. Third, you might be afraid that you'll annoy your potential clients. I get it. No one likes to get those, hey, I'm just checking in. Do you have anything for me this month? Calls. And trust me, nobody likes making them either. What if your follow-up was almost effortless? Now that we know the problems, let's envision what really great follow-up would look like. Number one, it would be easy. 
almost effortless for you. After all, you have a business to run, and we both know you've wanted to follow up for a long time, but you just haven't found the time. So it needs to fit inside your already busy schedule. Agreed? Number two, it needs to be seen as something that's valuable and interesting to your prospects. If all you do is send sales pitches to them, they'll quickly ignore you. And if you're just checking in, there's no value for your prospects. It's all about you. You need a way to stay top of mind that gets them thinking. Wow, a message from Steve. I wonder what he's got for me today. Number three, it needs to be shareable so that it naturally creates opportunities for your clients, prospects, and referral partners to share you. Over the last decade, I've been pretty good with follow-up to our own prospects. I started with a bi-weekly article that I would write and send to our prospects, clients, and partners. Then I decided to send a daily email with a tip or idea for business owners. Sounds crazy, I know. I wrote and sent over a thousand emails during that time. It helped guarantee that when a potential client was ready to work with a firm like ours, I was in their inbox that morning. But boy, it was a lot of work. I had to think of something interesting to say in every one of those messages. Thankfully, I'm a pretty good writer and I like doing it. The fact is that most business owners don't like to write. They find it to be a chore. And they have doubt about how their writing will be received. For five years, I encouraged our clients to write their own newsletter with predictably little luck. It's just too much work and work that you likely don't want to do. So I started looking for a way to get all the benefits of great follow-up without all the hard work. Then I discovered podcasts. Just show up and talk. When I discovered how easy it is to use a podcast to create interesting, shareable content, I immediately changed our follow-up approach. In doing so, I instantly slashed my follow-up time by 70%, from about 12 hours a month to just four hours a month or one hour a week. And I didn't have to write anything. All I did was show up and talk. I would invite potential clients and referral sources to be guests on our podcast, the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. They were always excited for the opportunity to come talk about the good work they do. And we had fun, friendly conversations. We recorded them and then used those recordings as the interesting content we sent out to all of our prospects, clients, and partners. Never run out of interesting follow-up material. All the pressure of creating interesting content was off my shoulders. Now the guests I invited to the podcast created the content for me. I'd ask a few standardized questions so I didn't have to do a lot of interview prep work to get the conversations going. Then we just had a conversation. What I discovered is that if the guest and I were having fun in the conversation, covering a business topic we found interesting, our prospects listened and found it interesting too. I now had a way to show up every week like clockwork. I had something interesting to share with the people in our database. And most importantly, to hold their attention over time. Always stay top of mind. Imagine having your own easy follow-up using a podcast. All of your key prospects happily paying attention to your follow-up every week or every other week. And when you send them that follow-up, you're able to embed simple, no-pressure offers for your prospects to take the next step with you when they are ready. While your competition gives up when prospects don't become clients right away, you stay top of mind, valuable and interesting to those same prospects for as long as it takes. And you do it in a way that's fun and scalable. We've solved your follow-up problem. 
but we're really just getting started with how we use and repurpose your podcast to generate new business. So let's jump now to how we leverage your podcast to generate new leads.